on today's Lockdown Royals podcast. Yep, we're going to review another series in which the, the Royals had themselves in position to win the series, but just couldn't pull it off. How can the Royals get over the hump? We'll talk about it coming up on today's Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. Email the show, LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into the Royals series against the Twins and preview the Royals series against the Guardians. Today's show is brought to you by... Bet online. Bet online is covering you this year with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online is where the game starts. Go check it out today. Bet online is there for you. Thank you for making Locked On Royals your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Royals baseball. For your second listen, go check out the Locked On Now podcast which is a nightly recap show recapping everything about baseball from the night before. We also have the Locked On Chiefs podcast as they get into their mini camps, OTAs, things of that nature. They're going to have you covered five weeks a week as well as we are on YouTube and every other podcasting platform. So we know you want to keep in touch with the Chiefs. Go do so right now. And as well. We have our college stations and national stations for NFL, MLB, NBA, things of that nature. But today, we're talking about the Royals. We're talking about how they had the opportunity to win another series and, again, couldn't do so. Now, last show, we, we went through and discussed how important winning series are. We also went through and discussed how... The Royals are just a few games away from this season looking completely different. And that was the case again over the weekend. The Royals do earn a series split of the Twins. They win an exciting game on Thursday, 3-2. Friday rolls around, and they lose 10-7. Again, not a bad game right i mean 10 to 7 obviously is winnable and then they lose and then, you know then they win 7 to 3 on saturday and lose 7 to 3 on sunday so that results in a series split we're going to go game by game on this one and talk about it but again it just shows the royals are right there they just can't quite piece it all together in the proper nature it goes back to what we said the other day it would not be as frustrating if this team was actually a young team. This team is a faux young team. They want you to believe they're young because they have them, Jimmy Melendez, they have Bobby Witt Jr., Hazley starting, 
but they're still trotting out there. Zach Grinke and Hunter Dozier and Carlos Santana. And when the bread is buttered and this team is in position to contend again, those guys aren't going to factor into the Royal success. I hate to say it, but I don't think what Merrifield's going to factor into the team success. I think that even he's too old to be a part of the future core. And so whenever you see guys like Vinny and Nick Prado mashing down the farm, you'd rather have them playing first base every single day than Carlos Santana and Hunter Dozier or Ryan O'Hearn. There's plenty of guys that you can dump on this roster to make them an actual young team. Because if this season unfolded the same way as we went through yesterday and described each and every time that the Royals lost two runs or less that could have changed the series and won the Royals the series and how important winning the series is and how it makes your overall record look a lot better, right? As we went through all that yesterday, if you do that exact same thing, the vibe, the vibe around the fan base, the vibe around Kansas City is totally changed because young teams are supposed to lose like that. Young teams are supposed to not know how to finish. They're supposed to make some silly mistakes a little bit, right? But this isn't a young team. It's a 33-year-old Whit Merrifield. It's a 32-year-old Salvador Perez. It's a 30-year-old Hunter Dozier. It's a dang near 30-year-old Ryan O'Hearn. Blanco, who they just called up, 30 years old. Of course, we know Zach Grinke, old. These guys aren't factoring in to the Royals' future. Of course, Michael A. Taylor's hurt, but you know, whenever he was healthy, he's 31 years old, not going to factor into the Royals' future. Meanwhile, again, you keep guys like Nick Prado down. You keep guys, you know, like... You know, and, and, you know, sitting down close in the end and Chris Bubich, that's fine. You know, Jackson core, not being able to touch the field. That's fine. Cause he's so you know young and, and, and they haven't played well at all, but it goes back to just, if this team was actually young, these close losses are more explainable. Whenever you put a lineup out there that, that looks like it's a veteran lineup that wants to win and you call it a veteran lineup that wants to win. I mean, Dayton Moore's been consistent this year. Next year is the window to win. And uh, this year's shot, you're not going to win this year. I mean, the Royals, the Royals are not going to go on this miraculous run like the Washington Nationals did. They just aren't. They're, they're not going to go on a miraculous run in the second half of the year. So why not shift gears and focus on development? You're really going to pay a 36-year-old Carlos Santana $12 million to play for space just so you can say, you know, just so you can actually have that $12 million being actively used. I'd rather eat that $12 million, which is, you know, technically $8.8 million or like eat that $8 million and kick them down the road and bring in a, a young guy that can actually improve this team. Because the longer you wait for them to come up to the big leagues, the longer you're delaying that chain reaction. It's, it's more than likely folks like Prado and Vinny are not going to come up here and be all-stars. They're going to come up here and struggle a little bit. They're going to come up here and have to get their feet wet. The, the quicker you get their feet wet, the quicker they can turn the corner if they're actually going to be very talented MLB players. And they've, they've checked all the boxes at the minor league level that they're going to be ready to go, as ready as you can be, to come to the major leagues. But this weekend, frustrating again for a team that, you know, 
can't quite put it all together. But you can put it all together with Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is incredible. Our next partner is a product that I use literally every day, and I'm talking about AG1. I started it because I wanted to get better immune system. It's a lifestyle-friendly option for you, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anythings. Uh, while still tasting good, it supports better sleep quality, recovery, supports mental clarity, alertness. It's one thing that's the, that's the best thing for you, Athletic Greens AG1. Uses the best of the best products, best of the best based on the latest sciences. And it's also constantly being tested on uh, and uh, researched about, and they're always keeping up to date on the third-party testing and product iterations that cost you less than $3 a day, which is you investing in your health. And that's cheaper for you than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper for you than getting all the different supplements you need on your own. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens has 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes. It's trusted by leading healthcare experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gerbens. Go check it out today. Athletic Greens is going to be there for you, offering you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Go check it out today, ag1athleticgreen.com slash MLB Network. We are back on the Locked On Royals podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I want to say right now, thank you for making Locked On Royals your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Royals baseball. For your second listen, go check out the Locked On Now podcast, a nightly recap show of everything happening around baseball. Because, folks, we know it's impossible to watch every single game. It just flatly is. So let us do it for you and let us get you caught today on what happened the night before with the Lockdown Now podcast recapping quickly uh, each game from people with boots on the ground and local experts. Go check it out today. Lockdown Now. And again, Lockdown Chiefs, there for you as well as they get started for mini camps and training camps and a fun summer ahead. At least one team in Kansas City has a fun summer ahead. Am I right? So that'll be awesome for you. Go check out Lockdown Chiefs. Uh, Lockdown Royals and Chiefs are available anywhere you get your podcasts from, including on YouTube. Subscribe there, comment there, everything over there. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. And let's continue talking about this series with Minnesota. So we go back to last Thursday. Game one in Target Field. Josh Stalmont gets the win. The Royals win late after being absolutely shut down. This was that game... Uh, pitched by, uh, I'm going to mess up the name of this Twins pitcher, but forgive me. I believe it's Cementser. He pitched seven innings of two-hit baseball and allowed only one walk and six strikeouts. And then Duffy comes in, has the one inning where he just blows it, gives up three runs on four hits, and that was your ball game. And so the Royals win 3-2. to two. From the Royals side of things, you had Daniel Lynch pitch very well, five innings, seven hits, Two runs allowed, two walks allowed. We'll see him go deeper into games from now on, but a solid outing from him. Uh, you know what, what can you expect from your four or five guy? Uh, Snyder gets the door shut in the sixth. Stamont in the seventh. 
goes and pitches a clean seventh inning with two strikeouts. And then it's Pompas for a three-hit outburst. Did not record a single out, but Scott Barlow gets out of the jam, only allowing the two hits, two strikeouts over the course of two innings. So a great job there despite things getting interesting for Kansas City. You had Bobby Witt Jr. and Witt Merrifield both hit doubles in this game. And uh, Witt Merrifield and Bobby Witt Jr. also, of course, had RBIs in this one as well. Royals were two for four with runners in scoring position in this game, and nobody collected multiple hits in game one. And then you move on to game two, which was the 10-7 the to 7 loss in this game, which the Twins jumped out to an early 4-0 lead. The Royals then made it 4-3 in the third. Then they tacked on the 4-4 tie in the fourth before surrendering the lead again with two runs in the bottom of the fourth. And then that was kind of all she wrote. The, the Twins then uh, tacked on four in the eighth, and that was pretty much it for the Royals, who saw Bobby Witt Jr. explode. He had like 15 fantasy points to, uh, in this game. He went three for five with two runs scored, three RBIs in this one. He had a three-bagger, a home run as well. MJ Melendez had a home run as well in this game in the ninth inning to get him a little bit closer in this one. It was awesome to see them play again, uh, Rivera and Bobby Witt Jr., the only two with multi-hits. But still, very good game from the Royals offensively. Seven runs off 13 hits. For their standards, that's incredible. It was Brad Keller, though, who is typically your ace. The one time Again, it goes back to this weekend. The Royals just can't put it all together. Your offense goes out there. They score seven runs on 13 hits. If you tell me that a Brad Keller start will feature seven runs on 13 hits, I will bet a ton of money that they're going to win that game. But then Brad Keller goes four innings of 11-hit baseball and six runs given up with three walks and three strikeouts with two home runs allowed. Uh, Gabe Spire then goes uh, with a clean one and uh, third innings. Coleman shuts the door on that. Snyder pushes a clean inning, and then Pompeys gives up four runs to really end things for the Royals, and a Peacock records one out. That was it for the Royals. Uh, the Twins did a good job in this one, of course, capitalizing on it. Uh, but the Royals lost that game when they easily could have won it as an example of just how you turn that game upside down and all of a sudden then you've won a series in Minnesota against the top-ranked team. Uh, the encouraging part of this weekend, again, wins and losses, sadly, don't matter. I know it's only Memorial Day, but sadly, wins and losses don't count anymore for the Royals. It doesn't matter. They, it's a lost season. They suck. What you do look for is individual performances. And the individual performance from Brady Singer is exactly what the doctor ordered. Again, a really nice outing from him, going five and two-thirds, only allowing three runs, six hits, got the win, eight strikeouts in this one, one home run allowed. It wasn't the shutdown stuff we saw the last couple of starts, but it was still, you'll take going into the sixth inning and only giving up three runs in modern-day baseball from Brady Singer 10 times out of 10 with those eight strikeouts. Uh, Spire did good again, only allowing the two hits, no runs, one walk, uh, and a hold for him. Coleman uh, had a really good two-inning stretch with only one hit allowed. Stamont then uh, shut the door. One inning pitched, two hits allowed and a walk allowed, but a strikeout and got out of it without allowing a run across. So the Royals win 7-3. to three. Now we'll talk about Sunday's game, and we'll talk about the Cleveland series coming up. But I do want to tell you, just it's just disheartening to see the Royals not put it together, but hopefully eventually they can actually do that. So Sunday's game, the Twins win 7-3. to three. A non-starter for the Royals, right? They they get down early and often. They get down by three in the third. And the Twins tack on two in the fourth, make it 5 nothing. Then they tack on another one in the sixth, make it 6 nothing. At that point, the game's over. 
the Royals do add two in the seventh and one in the eighth, but the Twins are tallied with one in the seventh as well, so it was seven to three to end the game. Uh, the two hit affairs were Andrew Benatendi with two for four and a run scored in an RBI. Uh, MJ Melendez playing right field was two for four with a run scored in an RBI. Hunter Dozier was two for four with an RBI, and uh, that was your two hit games. Melendez and Dozier both had doubles. And, of course, Melinda, Melinda's Dozier and Benatendi all picked up RPIs. Zach Grinke was terrible. Four innings of six-hit baseball spread across five runs and two walks and two strikeouts. It was announced after the game he has a flexor issue, and uh, that has now put him on the IL. So he's hurt. He's 0 for 4. He has a 5 ERA. He was obviously hurt. He's not playing well at all. And the Twins capitalized. So that's how the Twins finished up the series with uh, Kansas City. They end on a high note. The, tw- the Royals end on a low note. And now it's time to go into uh, Cleveland. And we'll put that series coming up. But first, uh, we're going to get into a break. We're back on Locked On Royals Podcast. On Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Locked On Royals your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Royals baseball for your second listen Go check out the Locked On MLB podcast from the National Landscape of Baseball. Locked On MLB is there for you. Subscribe for free across all platforms. So that way you never miss an episode of the National Show. So the Royals now enter a three-game set with Cleveland starting on Memorial Day. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how they fare. Hazley is on the mound for the Royals to start, and then Plesak's on the mound for the Guardians to start. It'll be interesting to see how these two teams match up for a three-game set. Tuesday, it's Daniel Lynch against uh, Quantrell. And then Wednesday, it's Brad Keller against, oh, goodness, Pillington? Go check out Lockdown Guardians to find out how to say his name. But I think it's Pillington. I'm not sure. Uh, you can go check it out. Uh, that game was live on YouTube at noon on Wednesday, if you're interested, um, on Wednesday. So the Royals have their guys, right? Like, it's been Hazel. It's been Hazley pitching well. It's been Keller pitching great most of the year. It's been Daniel Lynch pitching pretty well, you know, right? So, can you take two or three? Your pitching lines up to do so. It's just, are the bats going to come alive? If I had to guess, you lose Monday, win Tuesday, and Wednesday, hopefully. And then you have the day off on Thursday to travel uh, back home to Kansas City and welcome in the Houston Astros. So, this is what I was talking about earlier. The schedule does not get any easier because you go from Cleveland to Houston to uh the Blue Jays, before you finally settle in against Baltimore at home. So a lot to get into. We'll continue doing so every single day on the Lockdown Royals podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Again, now go check out Lockdown MLB, Lockdown Chiefs, Lockdown Now, Lockdown MLB Prospects, whatever it is. Go check it all out. Uh, for you. We've got you covered here on the baseball scope, the college scope, NFL, NBA, all that fun stuff. You can go check all that out. Uh, So on tomorrow's show, we're going to recap game one of Cleveland's series. And then also this week on the off day on Thursday, we're going to grade the roster. That's right. Grade the entire roster with a letter grade that you get A through F. It's the end of school. So you're going to be seeing those report cards come out. Uh, So we're going to do that same thing for the Royals lineup. Uh, So tomorrow we're going to recap game one. Wednesday we'll recap game two. Thursday on the off day we're going to grade the roster. Friday we're going to uh, 
preview the series. Actually, we're going to flip up that. Thursday, of course, we're going to recap the entire Cleveland series. Friday, we're going to grade the roster and preview the uh, Houston series. So that'll be a lot of fun. Make sure you tune into that. And uh, until then, be good. Be good to one another.